from the country that brought you Rami Malik and Hoda Kotbi. It's a conundrum. With Sam Taha. Kif, we have a conundrum. Oh. Hello, humans, and welcome to Sam Taha's Conundrum Podcast. I am the procrastinating portion before the apostrophe and I'm having fun in the sun, enjoying my warm daylight saving times. Ah, I love them. We just had a couple of days where it got up to 30 degrees Celsius. 30 degrees Celsius. That's 85 degrees Fahrenheit for my Celsius challenged listeners out there. But I'm loving this warm weather. I was so excited. Like I was hiking outside and I couldn't tell if the wetness on my face was sweat or tears of joy. But sunrise at 7, sunset at 7 also. Warm days with equal parts sun, equal parts moon. What's not to like? Spring is here and my lovely grapevine tree is starting to bloom. Good times. There's a word to describe how I'm feeling right now, and I hope I get the pronunciation of it correctly. But I'm... I think I'm... Happy. That's what I think was happening right here. Even with being three weeks late with this podcast, I didn't beat myself about it that much. First, because I'm in a good mood. And second, because who cares? And not the usual who cares because no one is listening. This is a different type of who cares. This is the who cares because, the, because there are so many freaking podcasts. Like, like every every time I go on, online and check a new episode, I find a new podcast with someone who is like 10 times more famous than me and uh, have a more uh, 10 times more interesting life. And not only that the, they're not doing it alone, they have a 10 times more interesting and 10 times more famous uh, co-host with them. There's a Sean Hayes, Will Arnett, and Jason Bateman podcast. All three of them on one podcast. There was this uh, crossover event in podcast world this, this, uh, this Monday where uh, Bobby Lee and, uh, and Andrew Santino went on uh, Two Bears, One Cave podcast, and then the Two Bears, One Cave people, Tom Segura and uh, Bert Kreischer, did the Bad Friends podcast. Uh, Jeremiah Watkins and Stevie Weeby are starting a new podcast. And then like, oh yeah, let's listen to the Egyptian immigrant and hear about his weird days in isolation. I'm not saying like, oh, no one is listening. Like, that's not my point. My point here is like, there is too many podcasts. So I'm, I'm starting to lean towards the fact that maybe less is more. Maybe not even bi-weekly. Maybe this should be a once in a month event. But we'll see. Uh, I'll, keep, I'll keep mulling with this idea. But at least for now, all I'm, I know is I'm just not going to beat myself up about not releasing a podcast every week. If I have something to say every week, I'll put I'll put one out. If I don't, fuck it. I'll do it uh, when times are more interesting. I've also been so busy and productive. I, uh, I even paid my taxes way ahead of its time. 
I managed to sit myself down and do the taxes, brought a, a stress squ a squeeze toy so that I can put that next to me when I get frustrated. I naively thought it was gonna take, like I thought it's gonna be easy. I thought it's gonna take no time. That's why I decided to do it. I've been unemployed for all year, so this is gonna take like 10 minutes, right? Wrong. Took over an hour. Why are taxes so complicated? All these rules and exemptions and tax credits and deductions. How the hell can anyone understand what's going on here? Especially an immigrant. There should be a, a, a simplified version of taxes for immigrants called uh, taxes light or taxes for toddlers. I don't know. Like, it should be way easier than this. Even though that I even did it with H&R Block, which basically, basically they have like pictures next to the taxes so you can do them. And even with that, I was like, why is this so complicated? I, I didn't grow up with taxes. Like even Americans have a hard time with, with, with taxes and they've been living with their taxes their entire lives. I never even thought about taxes in Egypt. These are the, the perks of living in a corrupt third world country for a long time. No one asks you about taxes. In Egypt, you work, you get your salary, the government would just take their taxes out of your money, no questions asked. I don't even think about taxes at all. Maybe like sales tax, and even that's also mandatory. But here, even when you're unemployed, you have to figure out your taxes. Why? I've been getting all of my money from you, government. Can't you just take your taxes before giving me the money and save me this grueling process? And this bugged me for days. I was like, this is a stupid, inefficient system. They should have an option to deduct federal taxes right away instead of having it pile up for, until the end of the year. What if I didn't have enough money to pay for the taxes, huh? Has no one thought of that? And I kept ruminating about the efficiency of the system and like, ah, this is dumb. They should have designed a better system until I was uh, filing for my weekly unemplo uh, unemployment check this week. And I noticed that there is an option to deduct federal taxes that I was just glossing over with my ADHD. So as usual, I complain about something that can be solved by just a little bit of reading. No. But yeah, uh, I ended up paying uh, $1,300 to the federal government and $80 to H&R Block. Uh, then the next day I got my stimulus check for $1,400, so I made 20 bucks. So we're good here. Thank you, US government slash Biden. I appreciate what you're doing right now. I also did a very brave thing this week and went to the DMV. Ta -ta -ra -ra. In a moment of naive courage, I woke up on a Friday and decided that Monday would be a great day for me to go to the DMV to beg them to give me some sort of a temporary license or something to remedy my licenseless situation until the work permit gets here, which it still didn't get here, by the way. So, like, right before Monday, on that Sunday, I decided to sit together and, like, put together all my documents so that I can prepare for my day at the DMV. That's when I discovered... I've been driving my car with no valid registration for the last year. My car registration is in April of each year. 
So, like, I got my registration renewal last year right after COVID hit. And this is all a blur because I was uh, an alcoholic back then. And COVID was just another reason to keep drinking. So I did everything with a glass of whiskey in hand. I don't even remember filing for the registration. Uh, that's how bad it was. Like this, uh, this was all a dream that I thought went like this. My registration came and I went online to renew it. And it said, oh, you need to do a smog check as well. And it was again, the beginning of COVID and we were all depressed and all the places were closed. So I just ended up paying online. And I said like, oh, I'll do the smog check in a couple of months when COVID is over. Back then, that's we were all so naive, thinking that, oh yeah, this will only last until summer. Oh, ha ha. So I renewed online with no smog check. Then a couple of weeks later, I got a mail from the DMV saying that we've received your payment, but since you didn't do the smog check, your registration is incomplete. Drunk me just put the registration in the glove compartment and was like, yep, that's a problem for future sober Sam to deal with. It's not like I'm going anywhere with the car, so who cares? Fast forward to last Sunday when I was putting the papers together and I discovered that, oh no, I didn't do the smug test. And I wanted to go to the DMV the next morning, so I figured I need to do the smug test right freaking now. And it's freaking Sunday. So I, in a panic, I quickly yelped something and found a place that is open on Sundays and like started getting ready and ran all the way down to Shatsworth to get the smog check done. And while driving there, I was thinking of how it's a miracle that, that we didn't get pulled over. Like it's like when you get a new car registration, they give you this sticker. And the 2020 sticker is orange. The 2019 sticker is blue. I still have the blue sticker from 20 from 2019. So like I stick out like a like a like a Thor Thor car, like a Thor car. Thor car is like the car that's a car of thunder. I stick out like a Thor car in the middle of the road with my expired registration. Like a cop can can spot me out so easily. So thank God that didn't happen. And I thought I didn't go anywhere last year, but I started remembering how, oh, I drove to Culver City a couple of times and to Silver Lake. And my mom was driving the car all over town. And she went to the airport. Hell, I even drove them to the airport once. Again, it's a freaking miracle that we did not get pulled over. And thank you, Osiris, or whoever deity is in charge of car registrations. So I was like, okay, um, it's gonna be fine. As long as I don't get pulled over on my way to do the smog check, things will be fine. Like I'm gonna go get my smog test right now and get my registration sorted out tomorrow. Maybe like a temporary license, things will be great. Maybe I am lucky after all. Is this what being lucky feels like? Because I'm enjoying this feeling, like getting away with things. I go to the smog check place. The place was deserted, so I like call out, and uh, an older man appears and comes to help over, to help with the car. He was not wearing a mask and didn't even bother putting one on when he saw me. 
I thought it was weird, but he was old enough for me to think, oh, maybe he's vaccinated. Or maybe he just finished writing his will or something. Not my concern. But again, like, I started thinking how it was weird to see people's faces these days. It was weird and also at the same time I felt like, ah, things are almost over. Like we're gonna go back to normal again. I'll be able to see people's faces. Isn't that nice? So we talk. And he's kind of a simple guy, who, but he talks a lot. That's, uh, and like he was talking about like, oh, I'm doing this with the business and doing that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like nodding. That's when I noticed the gigantic uh, Kaga banner. Keep America Great Again or whatever it was called, the new one. Not the MAGA one, no, the new one from last year. I was like, oh, okay, that's uh, interesting. And on cue, that's when he started talking about how he was a Trump supporter. He was complaining about how people are giving him bad reviews on Yelp because he doesn't wear a mask. I was like, okay, so you've not been wearing a mask for this entire year and you're still here, so I guess it is a hoax. (laughs) No. I really don't care who you support. Just get my smock check done and I will give you the money and get out of here. Like I thought this was the point of this transaction. I come here with my car, you do the service that you've advertised, I give you money, and I leave. Isn't this how things are supposed to be? I didn't come here to discuss your political views. I yelped, smog check, not anti-maskers point of view on life. I don't care. Smog checks are uh, uh, bipartisan. It's the equalizer. It's like the Coca-Cola of life. Rich, poor, Democrat, Republican, just do the damn test. He started hooking up the car to his computer. And he tells me that apparently there's a recall order on my car. That's when I start panicking a little. Like, oh, what's a recall order? Is my registration so late that they decided to recall the entire vehicle? They're gonna take away the car? So I ask, uh, uh, what is a recall order? Am I, like, under arrest? Should I surrender myself to the nearest uh, police station? He explains that apparently there is an emission issue with the make and model of my car. And Honda decided to recall a nine-year-old car. That's why I can't renew my registration. It's not the smog test. It's the DMV put a block on all of the civics. I was like, what is this weird intersection of issues? Oh, it's not just the, the license. No, it's the license, the registration, the smog test, and the recall order. It's an eclipse of, of, of uh, red tape stuff. I don't know. But I do what I do best and decide to delegate that problem to Sam from later that afternoon. He will take care of this. He will Google something and figure what's, what's happening. But for now, I'll take smog check off my to-do list and I'm, I'll go home and figure this out and I'll be ready for my DMV day the next day. So I actually go home and like look it up and uh, I go to the Honda website and there's no recall order. They say it's it's over. Like maybe there was one, but it was gone. And this one is accurate because they take your VIN number. Like they take the actual car VIN and you check with that. And they say like, oh, you your specific car doesn't have a recall order on it. So I print out this piece of paper that says that 
which to be honest looks a bit shady but I was like I'm just gonna take it with me and we'll see what happens again that's a problem for future Sam I wake up the next day while well, I became the future Sam I wake up at 4.50 a.m. in the morning to get ready for the DMV oh but Sam why are you waking up that early to go to the DMV aha that's the one trick that I learned from my numerous visits to the DMV. You don't go at 8 a.m. and become the 50th in line. You wake up super early and you go, like, get there at maybe 5 or 6 and you sit in the car for an hour or two. That's when the DMV opens. And then you get up and stand in line and you become maybe like 5th in line or something. So I wake up at 4.50 get ready check my documents again one more time before leaving because I've done this before where I be like yeah I prepared everything yesterday and it's in this uh, file or folder and then I go to the DMV and I'm like oh damn it I forgot my insurance so I did like a double check everything is good to go I leave the house I tried to delay leaving the house as much as possible because it was freaking cold but I still like leave at 5.15 or something and make it there by 5.30 just to be second in the parking lot somebody came up earlier than 5.30 somebody knows my trick someone was waiting in their car so we kind of did the honor system thingy of where we just stay in our cars because it will be very childish to form a line when it's that cold and that early I was like okay we'll wait I see you you came before me I'll when we get to the line I'll make sure that you go first it's the honor system. So I sat in my car and tried to meditate and listen to NPR. And then one by one, more cars started showing up. Oh, third car, fourth car, sixth car. And no one left the car. We all adhere to the unwritten honor system. It was nice. Until somebody came and dropped their kid off and drove away. The kid had nowhere to sit, so he formed a line. And with that, the honor system collapsed. That's uh, started a line cascade. The lady who was there first got out of her car, put on her jacket, and went to stand in line. And I started seeing other people getting out of their car, so I was like, ah, fuck it, I have to leave too. Damn it, it's only 6 a.m. Why do we have to play this game and stand in the cold for two freaking hours? I leave my car begrudgingly and go join the line and I'm third now which is fine like I came I was second in the parking lot third in the line eh it's not that bad it's not ideal but what are you gonna do I start chatting with the lady who was there first it's like oh can you believe it we're forming the line this early and it's this cold oh what brought you here oh blah 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 the usual chit chat chit chat small talk that's when I noticed that she's also not wearing a mask. We get to the conversation and I like do the stupid assumption and this time I ask her, I'll be like, oh, so you got vaccinated? Like between the lines I was saying like, oh, is this why you're not wearing a mask? You got vaccinated? She was like, uh, no. I was like, oh, okay, so you're going to get it soon, right? Or you're not going to get it at all? She was like, nope, I'm not going to get it. Again, 
in less than 24 hours baffled by people not wearing masks. And I've seen some people here and there not have their mask on right, but just this blatant no mask, no problem, and also no vaccine. I know I'm a year late to complaining about this, but it's still weird to me. Maybe I stayed home too much. I understand not wearing a mask while you're exercising or like walking your dog, but we're in the freaking DMV. I broke out the N95 for this one, which I did not like I don't even use my N95 mask for grocery shopping. I double mask there, that's easier. But like for the DMV, I was like, aha, we have to use the nuclear weapon, the N95. It was really pinching my nose at this point. And I started feeling the pain in my nose. I'd be like, okay, it's going to be over soon. Hey, what time is, is it? Oh, it's only 6.30. So I have to sit with this pain for at least another two hours. While the other lady is not even wearing a mask. The sun started coming up and I started passing the time by walking in circles to stay warm. Like try to find an area where there's like a ray of the sun coming from behind the trees and just like lean to get some warmth. I also started counting the people in the line. I was like, oh, here is number nine, here is number 14. Until I couldn't see the line anymore. Like the line started going around the building at this point. And at about 7.30, the DMV people started showing up and trying to process the line early, which was really nice of them. Like they don't have to do this. They don't even open until eight. And I know some people have some deserved hate for the DMV, but to be honest, they were doing a great job. Like when I moved here, one of my the things that I was very impressed with was the DMV. People were like, oh my God, is this a joke? The DMV is hell. But again, like this is hell compared to our Egyptian third world country, red tape hell. Like DMV in Egypt is, oh, it's like here we are. Did you have an appointment? In Egypt is like, did you have a bribe? Do you have some money so that you can slid under the papers? I don't know if things changed there by now, but that, that was my experience. You take uh, 20, uh, 20 Egyptian pounds with you and you make sure you, you like uh, discreetly put them in, their, in your papers so that when the guy is processing your papers, he will be like, oh, okay, this is your registration. Uh, this is your uh, birth certificate. And oh, here's 20 for me. And he just like discreetly takes it and puts it in his pocket. So here they come and start processing the line half an hour before they even open. What? They even came prepared with walkie-talkies and lots of coordination. I'm impressed. So thank you, Simi Valley DMV, for being on top of your game. They, uh, they send me inside the building to fill out my application digitally. Digitally, that, that doesn't even exist in my country. Or I, again, my, my, all of my information is outdated. I've been here for nine years now, so maybe things got better. Maybe they do have walkie-talkies in Egypt now. Anyways, I go inside, fill out the thing, come outside, they give me a number, and I go back in line, which was chaos at this point. People like from all over the line are just standing in front of the DMV. Which I don't care, I have a number, who cares? So by 8 a.m., they tell me that I can go sit inside. I go sit inside and I start noticing that people who were 10th in line are now at the window getting their shit done before me. 
And of course, I know who was what in the line because I was counting the line out of boredom. And this, of course, made me angry. How is this fair? I came early. I was third in line. I should be at the window right now. And I just like go into the usual rumination of like, oh, this is just your luck. You wake up earlier and stand in the cold longer and some lucky bastard comes an hour after you and still gets to go before you. Life, why are you so unfair? Why? And the guy was even bragging about it. Like, oh, people really start lining up early. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, you fucking lucky bastard. I bet you're vaccinated too. Anyways, it wasn't that bad. Because by 8.20 or something, they call me and I go through my paperwork and it wasn't that bad. But of course, the part that I thought was going to be easy was all fucked up. I thought I will get the registration done and just like in a, in, a, in a second and then beg them for my driver's license. And it was the opposite. Oh, driver's license insure, uh, uh, renewal? Oh, sure. And she started doing it with no questions asked. I didn't even have to point her to the line that says it's valid for 180 days after expiration. She just like knew what she was doing. No questions asked? You mean I grounded myself all this time at home and I could have just gotten a license that easily? And I'm not, again, this is not laziness. This happened to me before where I went with this piece of paper to the DMV and they were like, nope, we can't use this. We need, we need an expiration date on it. We need, I need to see the expiration date and that's how I'm gonna base this. So, well, apparently I could, I can. I don't know if this is, uh, this is, maybe this podcast will remind me in the future when I'm, uh, when I'm trying to do this again. That yeah, I can get my renewal based on my receipt of the work permit, which should be here by now, but that's not really the issue right now. And I was starting to beat myself up about it and be like, oh, I should have done this earlier. And that's when I learned that the car registration is gonna be the problem here. Apparently there were no recalls on the car, and at least that's what the lady said. But doing the smog check meant that they will send me the 2020 registration in the mail. The one from last year that is just no one cares no one cares about. And it's gonna take three to four weeks to get here. And then by the time it gets here, the 2020 registration would expire, and then I will have to start the 2021 registration. Long complicated story short, I got my license, but now I have a problem with my registration and that will hopefully be resolved by mid-April or any day now. I really go again now. I still do the same routine of waking up uh, like in the morning and going to the mailbox to be like, is it here today? And then find some stupid advertisement about some like, oh, three cutting or whatever and just like go cut it out in frustration. Either ways, there is another DMV day in the works for me soon. But yeah, I finished my paperwork and then I went to the photo booth to take the worst picture in DMV history. Like if it's not the worst, I'm sure it's going to be a runner up. Because I didn't even expect that I would take a photo that day. Because I didn't even think I will, I will get a license. And even the type of license that I thought I was going to get, I thought it was just going to be a piece of paper without a picture. So when they were like, oh, go to a picture, uh, go take a picture. I'm like, uh, do I have to? I went to the to the booth with a giant N95 uh, imprint on, on my face, on my skin. Red nose, like almost like a blood clot. 
from the tight mask, unshaved head and beard. I bet detainees at Guantanamo Bay had better pictures than this. But who cares? Uh, it's just gonna be a temporary. Next time I go to the DMV, I'll make sure I have shaven for it. For my two-year, uh, two-year-old picture. Oh, who cares about this part? Anyways, I'm rambling. Uh, but that was my uh, DMV day, and it was uh, success. I deemed it successful. And ta-da! Fast forward to Wednesday, where I had a dentist appointment in the valley, and I was feeling a bit masochistic especially being uh, emboldened by my DMV successful day. So I was like, okay, I have the dentist appointment. So I decided to also go to the dealership in the area and make sure that there is no recall order on my car, just to just a safety errand so that I can stop what ifing. And I was supposed to record the podcast and release it then. I also had a lot of writing to do, so I, I was, it was going to be a busy day. So I called the dealership at around 9 and asked about the recall on my car. Again, the point of this call was to save the errand, not even drive there. I just wanted them to tell me, oh, you have nothing to worry about. Oh, don't even bother coming down here. You're an awesome person and your car is great and Jesus loves you. That's what I wanted to hear. I called them and they're like, yeah, uh, yeah, your car has a recall on order on it and it's going to take two to three hours to work on it. Two to three hours? I thought this was going to be an easy thing. So I was like, ah, damn it. Okay. I'll get an appointment at noon, I think. So now I have the dentist at 11 and the car appointment at 12. And they are literally a mile away from each other. But the times don't work. Like, I I have to... How am I going to take... I can't just leave the dentist in the middle of the appointment and be like, oh, no, I'll be right back. I have to go to the car dealership. And I don't think the dentist would be done in an hour. So I, I, not only do I have to go down there, I also have to leave the car there and Uber back and forth across the valley. This is going to be a shitty day. And I have a lot of things to do. And just as I was about to do my usual ruminating routine about how, oh, my luck, why does life suck? And I got this genius idea of like, hey, why don't I just call the dentist and see if I can push my appointment to noon as well? That way, I can just go to the dealership first, drop my car there, then go to the dentist for an hour or something and just spend some time in the neighborhood after the dentist and then go pick up my car and go home. What a great idea. That's like killing two birds with one stone. Or the COVID version of this idiom, killing two errands with one mask. Genius. I called the dentist and huzzah! I pushed it to noon and my evil plans are gonna work out. <laughs> I go back to writing a little bit and then get up to brush my teeth and then uh, start heading to the dentist. And then I go to the, to the dealership, throw my car there. I even told them like, hey, can you guys do like a general checkup on the car and an oil change since the car has been parked for almost a year now? And the dealership, again, is only a mile away from the dentist. But I was running short on time, so I decided to get an Uber. And I don't know what happened with Ubers all of a sudden. Why are they so expensive? Like, for a mile drive, I had to pay $8? That's even without tips? 
And it wasn't like it was rush hour or something. It was freaking noon. $8? Uber managed to kill all the taxi business and then raise their prices and no one is talking about this. This is an outrage. But anyways, uh, the Uber gets here and they had a Desi driver who was unbelievably chatty in the three minutes that I was in the car. Oh my God. I've never seen anyone get that chatty in such a short amount of time. And I'm from Egypt, like the land of chatty drivers. The guy asked one question about my car and then broke into a monologue about how I'm young and I should buy a car, not lease one. I couldn't even get a word in to tell him that, hey, I do own the car. Oh, you are young. Just buy the car. If you were old, you would lease. But you are young. Just buy the car. Ugh, okay, I get it. Gets me to the dentist. And he's still talking. Like, we parked the car on the side of the road, and he's still like, you should buy, don't lease. I start nodding and smiling and opening the car while saying, <laughs> just get me out of here. I finally escape this hostage situation and head to the dentist for some dental torture. They put in the crown. I'm finally, I have two crowns now. Uh, even though this one had some problems with how it was, was fitting. So there was like, okay, let's take it out and do some scraping and put it back in. But uh, again, another successful uh, dental appointment. I even managed to get a, a teeth cleaning in as well, which I haven't done in a year and a half due to COVID. And due to the fact that every time I go there, the, the teeth cleaning is not the priority. But the entire teeth cleaning took exactly three minutes. It was the most costly and painful three minutes of my life. Like, I've been doing teeth cleaning for a couple of years now, but it was never this painful. Also, I've been doing them with another dentist who used to do them manually, but my, my dentist now had this machine that sprays cold water and uh, all over your teeth. And, like, just when you recover from the cold pain, there's a sharp object pokes at your gums, and it hurts. And again, it hurt also financially because that was the fastest I've ever lost $95 in my life. But again, the government is paying for all of this. So thank you, government, for my teeth cleaning, all of my dental work, all of uh, even the car stuff that I'm doing. Also, the government is paying for this. So thank you, United States of America. A lot of immigrants say like, oh, this country gave me so much. I have an exact dollar amount of how much this country gave me. <laughs> just because I did my taxes oh anyways but again mission accomplished crown fitting and teeth cleaning in one fell swoop uh, woohoo I leave the dentist at 2 and start walking back to the dealership trying to figure out how I'm gonna kill the next 90 minutes before I pick up the car and I suit, like I was just thinking about like okay I'm just gonna I guess walk for 90 minutes get my exercise out for the day and just as I was thinking that, I get a text saying, your car is ready for pickup. A double woohoo. What is this, my lucky day? I got, I, I, I get to have two lucky days in one week. Am I going to die soon? But what a productive, nice week. And at this point, uh, you'd be wondering why I would call myself procrastinating if I keep knocking down things off my list. 
even though the podcast is late three weeks, maybe that's why you shot. Maybe that's the reason that I call myself a procrastinator. But no, that's not it. The reason that I, that that I'm being extra productive and doing all of these like annoying errands to avoid writing. Because I joined another date night class, even though I promised myself the class that I just finished in January would be my last. But I kind of needed something to challenge me. I, when I get bored, my brain starts spinning with stupid ideas and I get depressed. So I was like, nope, let me at least have a very specific type of depression. Uh, depression where I go hating myself and doubting any comedic skills I have because of how awful the topical joke writing is coming along. Like there was even news about Egypt this week and I couldn't come up with a good joke without turning it into a monologue. Like the Suez Canal stuff. I, I don't know. I Apparently not a lot of people know that the Suez Canal is in Egypt. But it is. So as the entire world was doing memes about the giant ship and tiny bulldozer. I was trying to write jokes about it. But I, I was like, I was looking at it and I'm like, yeah, that's our government. Really. That's what they do the entire time. Trying to solve gigantic problems with tiny effort and like just throw incompetence at things and and pray and hope they get solved but uh, they uh, they managed to uh, uh, dislodge the ship this week and that all started um, a very weird sense of patriotism online like I, I i don't feel i don't feel sense of patriotism that the government did something good but like a lot of people are like oh egypt god bless egypt look at us we showed the entire world how competent we are I I don't know. I don't share this this feeling with you guys. I, I don't understand how, oh, one bad thing happened and then we solved it. That means that the entire world is proud of us. Egypt has daddy issues, I feel. Like they didn't get praised enough when they were when they were young. So they still have this insecurity about like we we can do it, but we're our means are just against us. Anyways, See, that's my problem. I have to, like, rant about things. Not, like, write one concise joke. I also sat down and tried to record this podcast yesterday. And I, like, I put a good 20 minutes in. And then I got a phone call from my dad in the middle of recording. And I was like, oh, I should edit this out. I want to edit this. And then I got so frustrated and I was like, fuck it. I'm not recording a podcast. I'm not going to do it. So I woke up today and I was like, nope, I will do this before my coffee. And I think I, I did a good job. How long is this now? Oh, it's about 38 or 39 minutes. Look at that. This is officially my longest podcast and it only took a month to create. But here we are. I, I think that's it. Um, uh, long story short, I think I, I solved most of, I will solve most of my problems by mid-April. Driver's license is good until June, and my registration should be here any day now. Uh, vaccines in mid May, in mid June as well, mid June. Vaccines in mid April. I'm so excited about that. So it's only two more weeks, two more weeks of this, and then I'll be able to move around with my vaccine, still wearing a mask. But yeah, that's it. I'm tired. Um, and that's it for this episode of Errand Rants. 
uh, I hope uh, anybody found this interesting. I, I, like midway through it, I was like, this is boring. Who cares about your day at the DMV or like your vaccine? Or, oh, this guy did not mask. Oh my God, join the club, Sam. But that's it. I will go make my coffee now. I'll be back soon. Thank you for listening. Stay kind. Do all these things that I talk about every week. But thank you for listening and bye. 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 Three buys. I don't know why.